millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. evening everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of red pill news live for saturday night live stream joining me in the studio tonight a good friend of the program returning guest former marine and sheriff's deputy as well as an american in exile John Mark Dugan. You may remember John from such past shows of us talking about what's been happening in Ukraine, the Russophobia running the world, and of course, the classic Muffin Gate. And obviously, we're going to have to watch Muffin Gate again now that John's going to be here. So, John is actually in Russia, as you guys all know, and that means there's quite a time difference. So he knows he's supposed to be here tonight. We spoke earlier today, and I'm trying to reach him right now. So we have about, you know, two minutes here before uh, I have to give him a call. If he doesn't show up immediately, that's fine. Uh, We're going to give him a moment. I've got a couple of other things that I wanted to talk to you guys about. But either way, in the meantime, hit the like button, hit the red pill, help us out by sharing the show, and I need you to sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we will be right back after this. 
Are you guys familiar with Dr. Gary Richter? Well, if not, he's been named America's favorite veterinarian, and he's done incredible things. He's helped thousands of dogs with issues that just seemed impossible to go away. And the cool thing is that now he's made this very important video to alert you to something that every pet owner must know. If your dog's coat is dull, if their energy seems low, if they're itchy, if their ears are red, if their breath or their poop smells really bad, or if they're just not doing as well as they should, well, these can be warning signs of bad health, and they can get a lot more serious with age. The first thing you want to look at is nutrition. Basically, dog food manufacturers take healthy ingredients, and they pressure cook them at super high temperatures. And then when it comes out on the other end, you've got this brown mush. Now, the food is supposed to last for two to three years on the shelf, but that means that some pretty bad stuff has gotten into that food if it's going to be able to last that long. And there are plenty of studies that show this process called glycation can even lead to serious conditions in your pet. Dr. Richter has been recognized with over two dozen awards for his research, and you can watch and learn more about it when you click the link in the description of this video, ultimatedoghealth.com forward slash Zach. Once again, it's linked just below this video, and when you click it, he's going to teach you exactly how he's helped dogs all over the world. Once again, that's ultimatedoghealth.com forward slash Zach. Just click the link in the description box below this video. It is completely free and well worth your time if you're a pet owner. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys. Good evening. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, unfortunately, I'm still having trouble getting a hold of John. He actually was sick. So uh, earlier today when we spoke, he said that no problem. He could still do the show. He was going to be here. Um, but it looks like mm, that may actually not be happening. It's really unfortunate. But uh, tell you what, I'm going to start the show in case you guys don't know who John Mark Dugan is. Anybody here uh, hasn't been around since uh, 2018. I think this was when this happened. Um, this is when the original Muffin Gate took place. And it's funny. I want you to pay attention on the left-hand side of the screen. There's the chat from everybody who used to watch the show on YouTube. Now, some of those names are the same. Some of them have not changed at all. Others are, are ones that you probably won't notice or, or recognize. And, and then others might be ones that used to be you and you've changed your screen name since coming over to another alternate platform. So let me go ahead and uh, and pull up Muffingate if you don't know what we're talking about. And here we go. They thought they took them from me. Now, in 2000, uh, in 2017. Hey! 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 You guys! Wow. Um, so in 2017, my wife uh, put that hard drive in a suitcase for me. I'll just tell the story. Um, oh, sorry about that. Oh. Holy jeez, okay. you guys, I'm so sorry. That was very scary. Chi-Chi and Muffin got into a fight just below me, and I couldn't get in the midst of them. That was the worst one ever. Okay, all right. I uh, have a dog named Muffin, by the way. Oh, that's okay. that's cool. She's normally a very good dog.
hashtag never forget. Anyways, <laughs> that was one version that I made of it uh, isolated after the actual event took place. There's also the classic Four Non Blondes version that I'm sure you've seen on Badlands as well. And uh, yeah, there may be even be a couple of other ones out there. So yeah, back then, used to wear flannels. It was Michigan. I was very, very cold all the time. Didn't have a great furnace back at that house. And uh, it's funny, we don't even have a furnace here in uh, in Florida, but you don't really need one. Um, what else happened? Oh, yeah. So uh, I thought it was uh, it was great. Uh, John has always been a trooper. He's he's uh, he's somebody who you can definitely count on. So if he doesn't show tonight, then that means to me that he's very very sick, like really sick. Now let me just uh, show you guys what we were planning on talking about tonight, and uh, I can at least plug his stuff. Uh, let me see. He wrote a new book, and it's largely about the Ukrainian war. And it's called, you might know from the title of the program, Betrayal of Truth. So let me show you this here. Mm, We're going to have to go to that. No, that's the wrong one. Shucks. That one. That's the one to go to. Okay, so Betrayal of Truth. Uh, When John Mark Dugan, an ex-Marine and seasoned police officer, could no longer stomach the rampant injustices of America's criminal justice system, he took a stand. The backlash was swift and fierce, and the criminals in the justice system mobilized against him. Every corner of John's life was scrutinized, investigations morphed into witch hunts, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation finally descended upon his home. But Dugan, shaped by the crucible of the Marines and years of police and technological work, he was no easy prey. Slipping into the shadows in a cunning disguise, he embarked on a high-stakes evasion, escaping to Russia. Finding refuge in Russia, Dugan didn't settle into obscurity. Instead, he turned his incisive gaze towards a greater conflict. As... Where did that go? As the world's eyes darted between Russia and Ukraine, guided by puppet strings by powerful players like Victoria Nuland, corrupt President Biden, his crime cadre, and the military-industrial complex, Dugan was on the ground seeking truths hidden from the world by agencies and their media mouthpieces. Dive deep into the heart of Donbass, where Dugan unveils the real motivations between a conflict that has scarred its inhabitants for nearly a decade. Witness firsthand the heartaches, the battles, and the unyielding spirit of those trapped in the crossfire in a world marred by american deceit this is your rare ticket to the raw unfiltered truth now the direct link to this book you can find in the description of this show i'm also just going to make it very easy for you guys and i'm going to drop the links directly over here into the chats and uh, let me just make sure that getter is working yes getter is actually working all right uh so i'm interested to know if anybody who's in the chat Tonight, I know I know a couple of you because I, I've seen your names for years, so I know that you were there that night, and I know you've seen it before. But uh, I'm wondering if there's anybody here tonight whose screen name was different back then, and uh, and they recognized it or they were able to see it. It's not super high quality; it's only 720, so I I wouldn't fault you if you actually weren't able to to see the whole thing, but. All right. Well, so there are there is a little bit of news that has broken over the last 24 hours in regards to Ukraine. Um, and one thing that I wanted to ask John about 
was the fate of Gonzalo Lira. And you guys may know Gonzalo Lira from following him yourself on social media. Uh, he had a YouTube account and a Twitter account, and he was posting from behind, the, you know, the front lines. He was right there in Western Ukraine, and he was uh, also another big voice talking about the truth behind this conflict at the very beginning. And uh, Gonzalo Lira, back in like April of 2022, he disappeared for a period of time, and that's because the Ukrainian authorities came and arrested him and. Uh, they basically told him that they didn't want him out there talking about this stuff. They tried to shut him up. Well, that didn't work out too well. And um, he continued to talk. And then early this year, same thing happened again. He disappeared for a while. And then he popped up again uh, somewhere in the spring, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, this is oh, there he is. It's John. Hold on. Hey, John. John, can you hear me? John, can you hear me? Yeah, hey, bud. Hey, dude. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, the just jump in that Zoom call. We're live. I just showed everybody Muffin Gate again. <laughs> okay. See so yeah. ya. All right. Here he comes. Here he comes. All right. So, uh, Gonzalo Lira. The last video he posted, a series of three videos, he said that he had been held captive by the Ukrainian authorities. Uh, they had him for a while, and they, they tortured him. They also extorted some $75,000 or more from one of his bank accounts. It might have been in crypto, to be honest with you, now that uh, I think about it. But they let him go, and then they basically told him, hey, you know, you need to just get the hell out of the country. And um, and and he said that there was this kind of this attitude from the people who were questioning him, you know, about like, why haven't you left yet? And he was like, well, I don't have a passport. You guys took my passport. And they were like, you know, you just need to leave. Or we're going to kill you. And so the last series of videos that he posted were from the Hungarian border. He was about to cross from Ukraine into Hungary, and he was planning to file for some type of asylum. Well, uh, at the end of the videos, he said, you know, if you don't hear from me again, then that's because I never made it to Hungary. And I'm certainly going to be back in the clutches of the Ukrainian military. Well, he disappeared. He never popped back up again. And that was it. And so for a long time, I've been waiting for some type of an update as to where Gonzalo Lira is. Now, back in May of this year, shortly after those videos were posted, Maria Zarkova, who is the foreign ministry spokesperson for Russia, uh, spoke out about the abduction of Gonzalo Lira, and she said that uh, undoubtedly he is in the hands of Ukrainian authorities currently, and they're they're holding him hostage. Um, now, you know this this uh, this uh, memoranda was put out on the 50th anniversary, uh, well, near the 50th anniversary of the uh, fascist state coup in Chile. And, uh, and, and Gonzalo actually is like a dual Chilean U.S. citizen. So uh, here we go. John is actually here. Let me get him in here and we'll begin the conversation. Okay, Laterbug says it's 37 degrees in Michigan right now. I got to tell you, I do not miss the 37 degree nights. All right, John, can you hear me? Hey, how you doing, man? I I'm, can hear you. I'm good, brother. Man, uh, I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for doing this. I know it's super early and I know you're not feeling good, so uh, you're a trooper. Nice, man. No problem. So, 
Uh, I was Jay. A couple of things lined up I wanted to talk about just in case uh, you weren't able to jump on immediately. And one of those things was the case of Gonzalo Lira. You know, much like you, he's over in that part of the world. Uh, For a long time, he was reporting from inside Ukraine. You were kind of able to permeate that barrier between uh, the uh, the Donbass and Russia. So you were in a much safer position, although, you know, I don't know how safe you can get when you're in the midst of a war zone. But, you know, he he was right there in uh, in in Western Ukraine and the Ukrainian authorities were pretty open about how much they didn't like him. And um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware, but. Several months ago, this spring, actually, he posted a series of videos suggesting that he was looking to escape into Hungary, uh, get some sort of asylum, and that if he never posted again, it likely he was back in the clutches of Ukrainian authorities. And I actually just found something uh, as we were getting ready. Uh, it looks like the U.S. State Department has confirmed to a, uh, a Hungarian news agency, the Hungarian conservative, uh, that uh, he is in in fact, back in a uh, uh, a Ukrainian state prison. I'm just wondering if you've heard anything on the ground or if anybody has spoken about him. Um, yeah, actually, so it's a very strange thing with this guy. He called a bunch of us uh, journalists. Yeah. Um, looking to get help getting out of Ukraine in uh several of us had come up with different plans to get him out mm-hmm. and we thought he was fishing around trying to get information on us and it was just very very odd the way he was going about it because we'd come up with these plans to get him out absolutely foolproof like we even had troops waiting by a river for him mm-hmm. and um Uh, each time he would he would say, nah, nah, I think I'm just going to ride my motorcycle across the border. Hmm. Where, I, I don't know what was up with the guy. Um, and uh, I don't know. There's there's not much I can say about it, I guess. Wow. Well, that, that, that kind of sucks. <laughs> because obviously... You know, I mean, uh, with with him going off the radar and now the uh, State Department confirming that he's actually in the uh, clutches of Ukrainian authorities. I mean, the likelihood of him getting back out again is uh, is is it's it's pretty low. Right. You know, I mean, uh, it, it seems like the Ukrainian government. I mean, you've got that uh, that trans spokesperson for the military. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah, 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 Beth Cirillo. That's that's what she calls herself. Uh, and um it's you know the situation over there is so odd. What's the the feeling on the ground at this point? Because you know the only the only thing that seems to have suffered in this conflict is the the people of Ukraine, right? You know, I mean, the Russia, you know, they were meant to feel the burden of all the sanctions, and they're thriving, right? You know, I mean, everybody needs oil, everybody needs all the other exports that Russia's working with, uh, and and the sort of isolationism of NATO and and the Western aligned nations really doesn't seem like it's hurt you guys at all. Uh, yeah, you're right. It has hurt. Very little. Um, John, we lost your video. There we go. There you go. Yeah, it it has hurt very little. Um, In fact, I just made a video uh, the other day. I haven't posted it yet. 
on the price of McDonald's here. Mm-hmm. And you can get a Big Mac meal for like four bucks still. For American? Yeah. That's less than half the cost of what you would pay for it in America. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, on most things, inflation has not hurt us at all. Where it has hurt is on Western goods. But that's because inflation in the West, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but food items, cost of living, things of that nature, no problems. Wow. Okay. Um, how about the um, the state of the eastern portion of Ukraine? I mean, it seems like Russia has uh, has done pretty well in holding off the Ukrainian forces and pushing that front line further and further back. Uh, do the people of the Donbass and Luhansk uh, are, are they uh, in in good spirits? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It depends where you go, of course, but. Generally speaking, it's not bad. Um, in um, in eastern U- eastern Ukraine, like the east part of the Donbass, you know, people are fine. Although, I mean, look, they're still getting bombed. Yeah, you know, the Ukrainian military—they're still bombing schools. They're still bombing uh, whatever they can. Um, you know, and this whole thing with Israel. Um, I see, I see some very strange parallels. Um, well, some strange, I mean, yeah, parallels, but hypocritical, uh, parallels. Like you have, you have all these liberals condemning Israel, Mm -hmm. for instance, for bombing a, a hospital. Yep. Yep. Yet they've never condemned, um, the Ukrainian military for bombing hospitals. No, it was celebrated. You, yeah. Yeah. You have them um you have them saying, "Oh, look, Hamas is using uh people as human shields." Yeah. Right? Well, the Ukrainian military they've been doing this. Mhm. And, and and where were people then? You know, so it's it's just it's it's pick and choose. Um, depending on how the media wants them to feel. Absolutely. Yeah, the situation in uh, Israel is, uh, is, is pretty interesting. You know, the, the mainstream media and the left in general have been calling people who are right-aligned conservatives, certainly people who support President Trump, been calling them bigots and anti-Semites and, uh, you know, I don't know, hateful racists. And now... I see a lot of open anti-Semitism and racism and hatred coming out of that ultra radical left wing that the yeah. Democrats and the media have been courting. I, <laughs> it's um, it's crazy. It's crazy because it's so obviously like this very unpopular position. I mean, and it seems just so obviously hypocritical. And I'm just I'm having a difficulty reconciling like where the media's head is at and uh, like how they can go from one extreme to the next and like do it with a straight face. I mean, and CNN, Reuters, AP, they had they had reporters embedded with the Hamas guys like at the time of the attack. That means that all of the mainstream media in the West had foreknowledge of the attacks 
But you're telling me that the Mossad and the Israeli government didn't, you know, and like all of the Five Eyes nations that they're aligned with, nobody heard anything? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Come on. Come on, bro. I, I know. <laughs> it's a very weird thing. I mean, but look, frankly, I can see both sides of the argument mm. because, you know, the, those Palestinians, they have been shit on. Oh, absolutely. For years. Yeah. That doesn't justify terrorism, though. No. And, um, uh, but when you do treat a bunch of people like that, I mean, somebody's going to fucking start breaking. And don't forget who started Hamas, who funded it. Oh, the, the, yeah, the, the, the Mossad, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've, well, def- we've the covered. CIA. Well, I mean, okay, so, uh, so obviously. I look at the intelligence community, whether it's Israel and the Mossad, America and the CIA, UK and Five Eyes, or excuse me, MI5. I mean, they are all like different arms of the same octopus. They, like you've, you've yeah, got yeah. like this layer of intelligence bureaucracy that exists within the top echelons of all of these Western nations. And this is what they do. You know, I mean, they have a history of creating counter movements to, uh, uh, to, to destabilize legitimate movements that are yeah. uprising within the people, you know, the, the PLO. The whole reason they had to get rid of the PLO is because that was a secular political movement and it was gaining such steam and it, it basically, you know, it, it was pushing for a Palestinian state. And so yeah. the war hawks, the neocons in the Israeli government, they could not abide the idea of a Palestinian state because then if it is a state, if it's a nation, if it's a people, well, then it is genocide, you know, then it is extermination. And then the comparisons between, you know, like uh, what Germany did in World War Two and what Israel is engaged in now, you know, then they become a little bit more direct. And so by destabilizing the PLO and just keeping it, you know, this kind of ragtag band of, you know, terror mongers, uh, it makes it uh, a little bit more palatable to the uh, to the global community. But I'm on the exact same page. I mean, it's undoubted that there are terrible things happening all around. You know, I think that the real losers in these conflicts, it's the Ukrainian people. It's the Russian soldiers that have to go in there and try to defend these. It's the Israeli citizens. It's the the Gazans and the people in the West Bank. I mean, all of those people, people on the ground, they're the ones who die. You know, they may yeah. have a press it's release. True. They may have a press release every now and then that's, hey, we got the we got a top Hamas guy. OK, you know, great. Well, somebody else is walking around right in there and going to step up. But by and large, the dudes who are worth billions of dollars, they're they're chilling in Qatar. You know, I mean, Absolutely. they're on private planes. They, they've got hookers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's true. We got we got one Hamas guy. We, we had to kill four thousand kids to yeah. do it. But yeah, yeah we got him. It's ridiculous. So, you know, another interesting thing about the uh, conflict in in Israel uh, is that – so, I mean, we talked about this before. It seemed like the the NATO-aligned nations, the West, the the deep state itself really – they wanted to push us into a full-scale World War III-style military conflict, and they wanted Russia to be the side that we were fighting. And so they they took Ukraine – 
And they used it as kind of a, a, a fulcrum, a starting point, if you will. And they thought, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to ship in all these weapons. We're going to ship in bullets. We're going to ship in tanks. We're even going to put special operators on the ground and we're not going to tell anybody. OK, and we're going to be ready to kill the Russians. And if we just give the Ukrainians enough help for a little bit, then that's it. Russia's going to fold and uh, and and we'll be victorious. And then we can start off a Cold War 2.0 after that point. But that just mm-hmm. has not worked. And the money's drying up. The popular support, you don't see Ukrainian flags all over the place now. Uh, you don't see, you know, like Slava Ukraina. You don't see, you know, people willing to, to go to Ukraine to fight and die. I mean, the people who did that successfully returned, they were like, don't go, guys. Don't go. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a sham. And so now it feels like the the, the same people who were pushing World War Three in Europe are now trying to push World War Three in the Middle East. But I don't think that it's working there either. Well, here's the thing about this, man. I almost think that this is a way to get – look, everybody knows that the the Ukrainian uh, defense has failed miserably, Mm -hmm. no matter how much money that we've given them. And um, I almost think that they are happy that this happened. Um, oh, it's there! It's there out. Think, it's the back door. <laughs> yes, I almost think this thing with Israel. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe it was planned, dude. Because now you have now. Here's the weird thing about this: is you have the ultra left that can serve that, that control these tech companies that were censoring everybody on uh, mm-hmm. the Russia Ukraine conflict. Mm-hmm. Well, now the government can't control censorship. With these companies, because well, the ones that run the companies support Palestine. Exactly. Yeah, they've lost um, control. <laughs> yeah, but but now that there's such a huge um, problem between like these these two American groups with um, between the Jews and the Palestinians, like who do you support? And now, and there's like these riots, and, or not riots, but these huge protests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody's eyes off Ukraine. Yeah, we can we can stop funding Ukraine, and this is a perfect distraction to to you know let it flare up, let us stop giving money to Ukraine, and maybe <laughs> this is going to die back down again. Now that nobody's concentrating on Ukraine anymore, who knows? I, I think that uh, certainly that that's going to happen. I mean, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, now we've got to start putting money into the Middle East. And, you know, you don't want to be an Islamophobe. You don't want to be an anti-Semite. So once again, the United States is going to have to be funding both sides, plus the humanitarian dollars. That's got to go to the 501c3s, USAID, you know, all, all of these other various UN uh, organizations. They're going to have to get money. And the money for Ukraine mm-hmm. just isn't there. That's why we've got Zelensky going on national television asking for individual Americans to give him a line of credit. Like, how pathetic. It's it's disgusting. Dude. <laughs> wow. Begging. Yeah. Begging. And, and, dude, you know, the um, the defense minister of Ukraine just bought a, uh, a $1.4 million apartment in Boca Raton. Holy shit. Th- this is this is why it's so bad over there. It's because Ukraine is like the sleaziest, the sleaziest organized criminal state 
in the history of the world. Like if you're talking about the skim, the grift, uh, just all of the the various ways that they can make money in an ill-gotten manner, they figured it out in Ukraine. And this is why they have been so – I don't know. So so focused, I think, on keeping control of Ukraine, John, is because they didn't want those rat lines to dry up. They didn't want their money and their funding to dry up. But now, because they wanted to keep those open, that's why we're seeing those weapons that were bound for Ukraine showing up in the hands of Hamas in uh, in the Middle East, you know? Well, if you remember, um, I had interviewed Aiden Aslan Back uh, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, while he was being held in um, captivity. And he told me something very interesting that he told me was that he was he was contacted by his Ukrainian commanders um, who had asked him for his contacts in Syria so that they could start selling weapons. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. and this was a year and a half ago that he told me this. And I was like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah. He's like, the the SBU, that's a Security Bureau of Ukraine, he's like, the, the guy from SBU wasn't specific on why he needed my contacts. But I called my friend like a couple of weeks later. And he's like, yeah, we're buying a bunch of rockets from them. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it, it is written, you know, I mean, <laughs> nothing new under the sun, of course. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, it um, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. It's really crazy to see how people are so fractured over what's happening in uh, in Israel. And, um, you know, I guess uh, I, I did not expect it to go down like this. I mean, I, I, I see the messaging, you know, oh, you have to support Israel <clears throat> Otherwise, you're you're an anti-Semite or you hate Jews. And, you know, that I, that's obviously simplistic. And, and I feel that it doesn't really take into account uh, the feelings of people who just don't want war in the first place. You know, I mean, uh, take a look at Donald Trump's time in office. You know, the Abraham Accords brought peace absolutely. to the Middle East. It is possible. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You just have to have strong enough leadership, somebody who can bring those two sides to, to the table and say, you know, hey, you know, stop killing each other. You know, do you guys want to you want to thrive? Do you want to survive or do you just want to blow each other into uh, into dust in the desert? To come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing that I don't like that they are doing to perpetuate this war is is, you know, you see all these free Palestine and, and, and uh, you know, support the people of Palestine. And the U.S. government and the U.S. media loves to conflate this with, well, if you support Palestine, you're supporting the, the terrorists. I mean, and, and this is why, again, I said I, I see both sides. Yep. Um, you know, look, when you when you treat a bunch of people so badly, all right, and and something like this is bound to happen. 
I mean, look, well, look at the, look at the, the Boston Tea Party. Look at the founding of the United States. You know, absolutely. I mean, that was that was you know, but that was about taxation without representation. You know, so I mean, we've seen this throughout history. It's like a series of you know stronger peoples conquering and subjugating weaker peoples or people with fewer resources until the point where those weaker peoples determine that they're not willing to withstand that uh, humiliation anymore. Yeah. 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 And the same thing, the same thing happened in, in, in the Donbass, right? You know, I mean, like they went very similar. Yeah. You had the popular uprising of the people. You all. Okay. So you had the Maidan, which was really uh, co-opted by the American intelligence community, Victoria Newland, the state department and the CIA. They, they turned it into their opportunity to overthrow the government of Ukraine, install their own people. And in the midst of all that turmoil, you have, the revolution in the eastern portion of Ukraine, you know, their their declaration of independence. And, you know, and it, it had a lot to do with the fact that the new government in Ukraine was not was in, installed by the yes, U.S. They were installed by the U.S. and they and because it was installed by the U.S., they were no longer uh, chummy with Russia. OK, you know, the, the, the CIA wanted to, to keep that Russophobia alive and well. They basically outlawed the native languages of the peoples of the eastern portion of Ukraine. They spoke Russian. They're ethnic Russian. They wanted them to speak Ukrainian. And so they they isolated these people and they marginalized them. And all they said was, hey, you know what? You know, let's let's ask our people. Let's ask the people who live here. Do you just want to go along with whatever Kiev and the new U.S. backed government is telling you to do? Or do you want to be your own people and run your own show? And uh, and and simply at the hands of uh, the new Western backed government with funding from the United States of America, they said, no, we're not going to let you do that. So we'll kill you. Right. Yep. True. It's true. In fact, I wrote uh, I wrote a book about this um, and I have a lot of this uh, in my book. And this is the betrayal of truth. Yeah. Yes, yes, which is the reason you're here tonight. That was kind of me teeing this up for you. So tell us <laughs> <laughs> before you before you dive into uh, the the content of the book and you know your your process and 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 what drove you to write, read it or excuse me write it. Um, let me go through a couple of thank yous from both the Foxhole and then uh, also our friends on Rumble. So first of all, Andrew Rawlings said. Zelensky is so hopped up on coke, he doesn't even realize he doesn't stand a chance against Russia. It was over before it began. They're just throwing men into the meat grinder. It's I, absolutely true. I, I I believe that. I think that um, there's just a little bit more to it. I mean, definitely he's hopped up on coke. But I mean, you know, up until recently, John, he's had the full backing and uh, and, and the fiscal funding of the United States of America, not to mention – U.S. government representatives on the ground in Ukraine, U.S. military assets on the ground in Ukraine, U.S. intelligence assets on the ground in Ukraine. You've got this infrastructure that's been built up since, you know, the end of the Second World War. So, you know, I mean, I don't blame Zelensky for thinking that he was going to, you know, be able to walk in and walk right out. I mean, the United States is like the most powerful nation on planet Earth, right? Yeah, allegedly, they, they really set, set, set that dude up, <laughs> mm-hmm. man. They really set him up for a fall. Yeah, uh, let's see. Also, Coat Herder says uh, if the Urantia book was really written by angels or others, 
two years for me to confirm, then we now have answers for every major question one would ask. Our history, Jesus, other inhabited worlds, etc. Are you familiar with the Urantia book? No. So it is a... Uh, a, a text that you know the 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 actual origin of it is in dispute, but a- allegedly it was written by angels or you know maybe otherworldly beings. I guess you might want to say, um, but I, I, it pulls in some doctrine that isn't necessarily a hundred percent in line with modern Christianity, and so. It is controversial, but it's also very interesting. And, you know, I've always been um, somebody who, you know, although I am, I was raised Catholic, I'm Christian, uh, I've always been interested in uh, other, you know, thought tracks and, and different religious philosophies. And so it's something I actually picked one up a couple of years ago. And, uh, and Code Herder has been trying to get me to read it uh, again here in real life, in real time. So I, I will be soon. And I would love to do an interview with somebody who's well versed in it. And then Fredo Awakening says, seems obvious to me, Ukraine well dried up, so now they can launder money through Israel. Meanwhile, we have terrorists pouring in by the truckload uh, through the southern border while libtards protest Palestine. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, not securing the southern border is one of the hugest, one of the largest um, policy mistakes of this administration. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, I love how these liberals say, well, Donald Trump didn't build it either. He damn well tried. He did. He was building a lot of it, but every step of the way, they were launching lawsuits. They were doing this. They were doing that to impede the building of the Southern border wall. So, you know, they're like, well, Donald Trump had four years to do it. Yeah, but they fucking kept blocking them. Yeah, yeah. Everything they could do to stop it from happening. The, the, the material was purchased. It was sitting at the southern border just rotting because of the bureaucratic red tape in Washington, D.C. They sim- lost it. Yeah, they, 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 lost the, they lost the threat on that. President Trump did everything he could to get it taken care of. And now, you know, it's interesting that in a certain part of the southern border, they have begun reconstruction of it. But the uh, but the area that they chose, I don't know, it just it doesn't seem to make any logical sense because they're at the same time, they're they're cutting concertina wire. They're they're uh, allowing people through and they're not bothering to to check any information. Somebody sent me a really interesting video clip this morning, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, but uh, it was a clip of uh, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, and he was talking about some of the findings uh, that he and his team have come upon over the last couple of years. Um, one interesting piece is that they found that 10,000 people are using the same social security number to cast ballots. And this would indicate that one of these illegals who came across the border and then ended up getting a job illegally at an American company, that company, what they do to put them on the books is they give them a pre-existing social security number so that they can they can pay them. And then the tax money just goes to the government. And as long as the government's getting that tax money, they don't say anything. And your name is not connected to your social security number in the IRS database in the area where they're tracking this stuff. So all they see is a, a number, the funds coming in, 
And then, of course, you know, that's all dark money that they can just use to do with it whatever they want. Uh and then Blurticus says, "All dirt, Zach." I don't know what that means. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to expound on that one a little bit for me. I appreciate it though. Uh, then let me say thank you to Sean Joe for that cookie. Porpoiseful as well. Polly ninety three sixty three dropping some shades. Filter Dog says, "Bad Wolf Muffin Gate Star." John, when was the last time you saw Muffin Gate? Oh my God. It's been a long time. Man. All right. Well, hold on. It <laughs> was funny, man. I remember it like it was yesterday, though. <laughs> you were such a champ. You were such a champ. Here, let me actually let me let me play it for you <laughs> because we were just watching it before you got here. So, okay, it's queued up for the audience, <laughs> and uh, now I'm queuing it up for you. All right. Tell me, can you see this black screen? Yep. Okay. I here see. we go. They thought they took them from me. Now. In 2017. Hey! Put that hard drive in a suitcase for me. I'll just tell the story. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Oh. Holy jeez, okay. you guys! I'm so sorry. That was very scary. Chi Chi and Muffin got into a fight just below me, and I couldn't get in the midst of them. That was the worst one ever. Okay, all right. I uh, have a dog named Muffin, by the way. Oh, it's that's okay. that's cool. She's normally a very good dog. so so there's another version that someone made and it's set to uh the 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 song uh by four non-blondes um (laughs) i don't know what's going on yeah what's going on because i'm like hey 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 (laughs) there's that part where she's saying hey hey Oh, my oh, God. Dude. Oh. You got to send that to me. That uh, sounds hilarious. Hold on. I, I can pull that one up, too. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Um, this this one is worth seeing. It's uh, it's not. It's also not too long. So, okay. All right. It, it'll take a second for it to search because it's got to look. Oh, hold on. We're not on screen. Okay. There we go. Okay. It'll take just a second. But, yeah, uh, a lot of people were saying it in the chat. And I was impressed at the time uh, that you just, like, kept going. Uh, there wasn't anything that was going to stop you. <laughs> you. You were such a pro about it. And, uh, okay, here we go. I've, I've, I've got it. Let me make it full screen. And, okay, and then let me share. And uh, there we go. Okay, and raw. Right, okay, here we go. And so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, what's going on? And I say, hey, 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 hey! 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 
Wow. <laughs> Dude. Um, Send that clip to so me. In 2017. <laughs> Let it just stop. Oh, man. Send that clip to me, okay? I will. I will. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. That was so long uh, ago, John. It feels like a lifetime ago. It does, doesn't it? Yes. Um, Andrew Rawlings says, how are Mike and uh, Masha doing? They're great. They are uh, currently in um, Karelia. Okay. Karelia, which is way up north in Russia, near the uh, border of, I think, Finland. Okay. Right on. So, it's cold. Yeah. You, you should follow Mike's Telegram channel, or Masha's Telegram channel. She's posting some very beautiful videos from there. Awesome. Well, uh, just send me a link to it in our Telegram chat, and I'll drop those videos in there for you, too. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes, uh, now the dogs are a little bit older, a little bit sleepier, a couple fewer teeth along the way as well, and we don't really have those kinds of fights anymore, but Lisa is always hypervigilant that something might happen. So she's been pretty good about making sure that they don't get into it. Uh, let me see. Fredo says, I work in credit and we run LexisNexis to detect social security fraud. Have seen a shit ton of social security numbers linked to multiple people. I'm talking 20 people with the same social security number. Uh, it's like they are selling the numbers at swap meets. And I mean, I, I think that's uh, that's got to be what's happening. I mean, something like that. Think about how how many times we've had secure U.S. government systems that have been breached by, you know, malignant foreign actors of uh, any number of different countries and then just people you know that might be i don't know data miners here in the united states how many times is you know experian or your bank or your credit card company been hacked i mean your information is out there and um you know, I get uh, I get alerts. I I, I subscribe to uh, Experian for my credit report, and mm-hmm. uh, and I only do it now. I did it initially because I needed to like better my credit score so that I could like get uh, a loan for a house. You know, but I just kept mm-hmm. it because it allowed me to like see like when anything got pinged or if anything strange was happening. And I get notifications all the time for uh, well, not all the time, but it's happened like five or six times where they say, hey. We found this new car that belongs to you, and they want me to add it to my profile and uh, and confirm that it's my car. And I'm like, you know, uh, no, that's definitely not my car. And it's I've always wondered, you know, did somebody use my social security number to get a loan someplace? And uh, and 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 they're financing a vehicle. And um, but yeah, you know, I mean, the bank won't give you any information. I mean, unless you you've got all the information for the account. That's crazy. That's crazy. But, you know, not surprising. And it's it, it's uh, it's amazing to me that you don't need identification to vote in mm-hmm. Florida. So uh, uh, in the United States. Yeah. You, you don't need um, you, you need identification to cash your welfare check. Oh, yeah. So there goes the idea of it affecting disenfranchised people. Um you need ID to buy alcohol. You need ID to buy tobacco, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in Russia in in the Donbass, mm-hmm. you vote, you have to give your, you have to show your passport and they check it on a number before they'll give you the ballot. That's great. 
<laughs> it's the smart thing to do, you know? Um, yeah. Real quick, uh, Raji Rubot says, Hey, Zach, I'm about to board a plane. I will look for an email address for you. Talk to you soon. It's redpill78 at proton.me or protonmail.com. And uh, this is a, just a generalized um, message for anybody out there. There are at least a couple of people who I started like speaking with about getting in touch and you know having further conversations like over the last two months probably uh, that I have not fully followed back up with. And I want everybody to know that if we are talking and for some reason like I lose track of the conversation, it's not you and I'm not trying to ignore you or blow you off. It's just that I am one guy with a million irons in a very very small fire. And uh, and I'm I'm doing all of it myself. So there was somebody who wrote to me earlier this year, and I'm saying this out loud because I'm hoping he's listening. Um, and he wanted to reach out to me about a very specific subject in a very specific region of the world. And he initially wrote me on Telegram, like back in June. And then I tried to follow up with him, and I didn't hear anything from him for months until October. And then in October, he said, you know, I'm going to email you something. And then he said, hey, you know, do some research on the stuff that I emailed you. And I said, okay, I will. And so I was doing that. And then, like, two days later, he emailed me again and was like, hey, are we going to talk? And then he was like, I guess we're not going to talk. And then messaged me on Telegram and said, I guess you don't want to talk to me. But that's not it. I do want to talk to you. (laughs) I just, you guys, I've got, like, I've got four different email addresses. Yeah, yeah. I know. I have the same problem. Yeah. I'm getting 200 messages a day. Yeah. And that's on like a single platform. You know, I've got like five, six different places where people message. Yeah. And it's hard to keep track. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I get it, too. So I just want everybody to know. That I'm not blowing you off, and you know, if if we haven't talked and we said we were going to, just send me a reminder email because that'll push your message up to the top of the heap. You know, send me another DM. You know, but don't get offended because it's not you, it's me. I just got a lot going on. Um, so let me also. Fredo says, "Remember, kids, if you don't hit the thumbs up, you ain't black." <laughs> Two thousand thirty-two watching and three hundred and thirty-five oh. likes. Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be that guy. You guys definitely hit the like button. Okay, so we also had a question over here on um, on uh, the Foxhole. Uh, Filter Dog One, thank you again. Boneless Chicken says, um, Zach, can your guest give an estimate regarding? Ru- oh, oh, Russians killed in action. I feel sick. They're dying to clean up our mess in Ukraine. Uh, so yeah, if you if you pay attention to the Western media, they'd tell you that you know Russian forces have lost uh, tens of thousands of lives. Um, I'm certain people have died. Um, I'm not one of those people who thinks that you know all that stuff is fake, but um, I, I don't know that I can trust the numbers that are coming out of the mainstream media. What are they saying in the Russian press? Um. I can't remember. Um, I want to say 40,000. Okay, that, see, that that's the official number that I heard as well. And that's still just an incredible loss, you know? It is. It is. And for what? And for what? For a failed war pushed well, by the United States government. It's disgusting. Also, also to, to protect an American political dynasty, I think. You know, I yeah. mean, the Bidens were heavily leveraged inside Ukraine. The intelligence Absolutely. community heavily leveraged inside Ukraine, you know, and um, as much as I hate what's happened, you know, it's it's um, it's honestly incredible that Russia was able to shut down all those biological laboratories 
They were research stations, not bio labs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a very important distinction, kids. You've got to listen to the mainstream media. But Victoria Newland admitted that these were biological labs. Uh, the only difference between bioweapons and research projects is who's funding them. And even if it's a, a, a private institution, it's still possible for something to be a bi- biological weapon. So that's great. I'm glad that stuff got shut down. But I I don't think that there's really, uh, uh, you know, you you can't put a positive spin on the human cost here. And, you know, if Russians have lost 40,000 men, I can't even imagine how many Ukrainians uh, are left Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. You know, I mean, like, do they even have any military age men who are able to go out there and keep fighting? I mean, is it even Ukrainians that are on the battlefield at this point? Or is it, you know, people from Western nations that are out there fighting the Russians directly? Well, they're conscripting 17-year-olds and women now, dude. Are you shitting me? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. In fact, there was was a soldier on the battlefield that was captured by Russian forces. I have the video. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. insane. So... Any any idea how many prisoners of war Russia might have captured? No, a lot. Yeah. A lot. Wow. No, that's just crazy. All right. Um, C. Blanche, thank you very much for the can, 07. Uh, Candylicious says, pour one out for the sleazy rat lines. Uh, Filter Dog 1, thank you for the cookie. And then also dropping uh, an LOL. Um, let me see. Freight Awakening says clandestine was so ahead of the biolab stuff. Would love to see John Mark Dugan and clandestine on at the same time. Wealth of info. We've actually done a number of these shows. You know, what's interesting is that John was like out. He was actually the front of the pack in that biolab stuff because he had gotten from his sources as a journalist in Russia. He had gotten uh, documentation and um and and put it out there, but it just didn't get the traction because he didn't have the uh, the, the following like clandestine did. But we we did like I I want to say like six weeks like where where we we where all three of us were doing shows and talking about this stuff. This was like very early on, like you know February of uh, of last year or something like that when it first kicked off. Yeah. Well, I I put out I put out 186 or 180 pages of bio lab stuff. Yeah. In December of 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's still on my website, as a matter of fact. So but, t- uh, tell everybody where to find your website. Badwolf.com, B-A-D-V-O-L-F.com. Okay. And um, uh, I got I got a lot of that stuff uh, through um, a worker in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who worked at... Uh, Worked for the government. Um, she was kind of stationed at the lab in um, uh, where was it? Kirsten or Kharkiv? No, Kirsten. Um, well, anyways, one of them. Yeah, they're both real. So, <laughs> um, it, it's early in the morning. I can't really think. But, That's um, okay. Um, she was she was working at the vet clinic. That's there. And um, she would tell me that, like, every week or every month, uh, 
a plane from the United States would fly directly and land at the small air station that is located just 500 meters from their hospital. Mm-hmm. And they would drive out biological samples to that that aircraft and then bring biological samples from that aircraft. Uh, and the aircraft would test, uh, take off and fly back to uh, the United States again. Right on. So, you know, <clears throat> it's no joke. This stuff has been happening there since the end of uh, World War Two. And, um, you know, the stuff that R- Russia has released and that you were able to release, I mean, it's pretty heinous. And uh, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, the, the the Russian Ministry of Defense, I mean, they actually pointed to several of the things that you had initially <clears throat> gotten out there. Like, I mean, the <clears throat> the stuff that was uh, being developed there to specifically target ethnic Russians, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Gum Gum says, so good to see Dugan back on, Zach. I I feel the exact same way. I'm very happy to have him here. All right. So we are uh, approaching the time in the uh, in the show where we're about to open up the phones. But before we do, I do want to talk about the book a little bit. Uh, So so tell me, is uh, is is the book uh, a a retrospective of your life talking about how you got to Russia and what you've seen since you've been there? Or or is it primarily focused on the conflict? No, it's. um it's about um, people I've met who were there and basically the geopolitics behind the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I saw that one of the reviews on uh, Amazon, it was still like a four-star review, but the guy's like, well, in the longest chapter, it feels like Dugan didn't write this himself. It feels like, well, he's kind of right. The longest chapter <clears throat> came directly from an inter- interview that I had with uh, Vlad Dianego. And, uh, I mean, they were all his words, mm-hmm. all his thoughts. But, um, um, you know, I didn't have to write a lot of this myself <clears throat> in terms of, well, it, it's not like a fictional book mm-hmm. where you got to make up a storyline. It's it's a real book with real interviews from real people, and it's, um, yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's uh, that's one thing about it. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, I I have a bunch of interviews from people that have been affected by the war. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of uh, uh, s- stories and stuff about journalists. Um, that have been there in the war. So, yeah, but it, it really, my my goal was to eye, uh, open the eyes of the people. Oh, and it was also about how the sanctions have really screwed America while, um, <clears throat> while not doing much here. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, everything's roses in Russia, um, because that would be a lie, but we've done very well considering yeah. the sanctions put on the West. And one of the things that this has done, and I draw this, and I and I draw this, um, uh, not conclusion. Um, uh, anyways, I, I mentioned this in my book. Is this has really helped the Chinese economy? I would imagine, and. I almost wonder if 
the the millions and millions of dollars that the Biden family got from China, if that happened to play a part into some of these policy decisions that were made because of this conflict that has really helped boost the Chinese economy. And for instance, let's take the auto market. Mm -hmm. Well, when the Western automakers, Audi, Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. BMW, Mercedes, Jeep... Uh, Chevy, Ford, when they all pull out of Russia, it's stupid to think that the Russians are going to, what, walk where they need to go? Mm -hmm. Take a horse and buggy? No. They're going to still buy cars. Where do they get them from now? And the Chinese auto market went from 5% in Russia 
to 60% market share since this conflict has started. That's a big boost. From five to 60. Wow. And in the Chinese, they are making great cars. They are. I drive one myself. I've had it for a couple of years now. It is a fantastic automobile, and they are rapidly getting better. They are going to be replacing a lot of these luxury brands because what's happened is energy costs have gotten so expensive Mm -hmm. for manufacturing in Germany, for instance, that they cannot compete competitively. Um, It probably doesn't help that Nord Stream got blown up by the Ukrainians and the CIA. Well, yeah, and not Ukrainians. I mean, that's that's crap. It was the CIA that did it. It was the CIA. But I'm, I'm saying that there must have been people on the ground from Europe that were involved in this. You know, I mean, like it, they're, just the, the fact that the whoever it was, the, the dive team or the CIA, their special operators must have been coordinating with people in Europe because it was on European soil, you know, <clears throat> Mm. No, you don't think so. There, the uh, no. the, uh, uh, the the Wapo just released uh, a report, which I feel is a bit of a misdirect. But they lay the blame entirely at the feet of a Ukrainian colonel by the name of Roman Chervinsky. Never heard of this guy before. Uh, he kind of seems like uh, somebody who could uh, just be the fall guy, you know, a patsy, because they don't want people to know that it was the CIA that was doing it. Right. Right. And I'm I'm very certain it was. Yeah. So I got that letter. I got that letter shortly after the Nord Stream uh, blew up from um, a whistleblower mm-hmm. in uh, one of the in in a military in one of the NATO countries. I'm not going to mention which one, but um, he was working at Baltops when he saw some shady stuff going on there. So. Uh, and I got that. I got that letter in February of last year, which, when Hirsch's report came out, I was like, "Holy crap!" Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. <clears throat> County Patriot says, "John, general question: What's the vibe in Russia from the citizens there? Concerned, scared, or just understanding of what's going on?" Um, understanding. I mean, most of them, you know, you have, you have a few here and there, like anywhere mm-hmm. who, who don't agree, but for, for the, the general consensus is that this needed to happen, mm. it needed to happen for many reasons, including, um, protecting the citizens, Donbass, mm-hmm. getting rid of this, um, crazy neo-Nazi, uh, mentality mm-hmm. that has really been, taking hold in Ukraine and it is strong. Um, and, and for several other reasons, but, um, you know, it's, it's made Russian people love Russia that much more. Right. Russia's always been a very patriotic place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you go to the mall, there are these t-shirt t-shirt shops on Putin's birthday there's always a line going all the way down the mall to get a Putin T-shirt <laughs> on Putin's birthday. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. His approval rating is incredibly high. Um, it, and it always has been. You know, they don't need to rig elections here because he just 
you know, the people love this guy. Mm-hmm. The people love this guy. And I see why. Mm-hmm. He's an eloquent spokesman. He's an eloquent uh, statesman. Um, he says it like it is. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's like a very diplomatic Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's got years of uh, of practice and experience, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Freight Awakening says, out of curiosity, how much does a nice home in a safe neighborhood cost in Russia? A shitty home in a war zone in L.A., California is pushing eight hundred thousand dollars. Do you know where Tara Reid moved to? <clears throat> Tara Reid, the, uh, yeah. the woman who was uh, yeah, sexually yeah. assaulted by Biden. Yeah, I know Tara. <clears throat> yeah. Can you I, – I still want to interview Tara. I've messaged her on uh, on Twitter, but I'm sure that she probably gets millions of messages. So if there's anything you can do to help me with that, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send her a message and I'll send her your telegram. I'll okay. send you her telegram. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. How, how, much, how much is a nice house in, in a good neighborhood, you know? Well – I mean, look, we do not have the problems with crime that you have. The only statistic that is comparable Mm -hmm. in Russia to American crime is the murder rate. And it's not because the murder rate is the same per capita, but it is because of the way that the Russians classify murder. Mm. If a person is missing for more than 12 hours, they list them as murdered. Oh, wow. Yeah. Better safe than sorry, I guess, huh? Yeah, so it, it, it really um, drives up their crime stats, but everything else is like eight times lower. Okay. And um, I've never felt unsafe in Russia. I've been in some of the worst neighborhoods, drunk at three in the morning, walking around alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever harassed me. So basically every neighborhood here is safe. And... You can buy, you can buy a house. I mean, a very, very small one, but for like fifteen thousand dollars. Oh wow! <clears throat> yeah, in um, in a nice suburb in Moscow, and um, and live. In fact, uh, there's a British guy who uh, he just put together some. I'm not really an artist community but something similar to it where he's got like a lake and he's um he's building like these little houses you can pick one up for fifteen thousand dollars and it's in a beautiful place so um you know but then again you can you can pick up uh you can pick up a house for a hundred million right just depends what you want where you want it Okay. <clears throat> All right. I uh, I do want to ask you uh, your thoughts on Prigozhin, but we've had a caller sitting on hold for a while, so let's bring them in, and then uh, you guys in the chat, don't forget to remind me if uh, if we lose that thread. But caller, it sounds like KC is on the line. Are you there, buddy? Hey, happy Armistice Day, and thank you, John, for your service. Yeah, hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I just love the... Uh, Muffin Gate video. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing with those dark glasses. You 
You're rocking the uh, Ed Norton look. <laughs> I've still yeah. got I've still got pairs of those, but uh, I just I love these ones. I don't have I don't know. I, I've worn glasses since I was like eight years old, and I've always liked the the horn rim style. And um, it, you know, these these are the first ones I've ever had that are like clear and uh, and anything other than dark. But the the dark ones, I, I you, know, you, you notice them a lot more. <laughs> Yeah, well, we all want more transparency, but they look good on you. You rock it. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Appreciate that, it. That's why Lisa loves you. Yep. Uh, anyhow, um, I, I I just got to ask real quick, John. I, yeah. I, I noticed the, the twitching. Is it a neurological disorder? Is it part of your health? Are you, are you doing yeah, yeah, I have Tourette syndrome. I've had it ever since I was oh. a little kid. Okay. I was kind of freaking me out a little bit. I don't I don't know if you're flashing codes like in a ransom, you know, video. But, uh, That's funny. I don't even no, think about uh, it anymore because we've addressed it in the past, long time ago. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a good um, question because maybe some of your viewers and uh, are, are wondering the same. And usually if I just wake up and I haven't had my coffee yet, uh, it, it, it acts up a lot. So Okay. Um, and I also wanted to update, I, you know, on the Gonzalo Lira. Yeah. Um, I did see his obvious last three posts and everything. I was worried for him, but I was kind of worried for him before I seen his last, uh, oh. podcast with, on, uh, Hotep Jesus. Yep, yep. And it got very contentious at the end. So Gonzalo has got, you know, he's got trust issues, but he's also, uh, very uh, uh, pig-headed, if you will. So I, I, I can see how we would doubt which uh, escape route would have been a trap. So uh, it's, a, it's a nasty business just having to speak your mind in an occupied zone like that. So I, I wish him the best. I, I mean, I, I wish a senator or somebody would, you know, go over there and speak for the press. But, you know, what's going on with Owen Troyer? Same thing, you know, uh, if you're reporting, you know, the real news, you're going to, you know, you're no longer at free speech. But uh, uh, I want to get John's view of what happened in uh, Canada when the SS Swaffen officer got celebrated by Parliament. And that wasn't the first time. I guess back in 2007, they celebrated him as well. What was the uh, Russian view of that? were they raising uh, Canadian flags with swastikas on them? <laughs> well, I mean, it was confirmation for them. Yeah. Confirmation from from Russia. Because you cannot have a guy on there. Anybody who, if they went and they said, oh, he fought against the Russians back in World War II, you know exactly what side he's on. Oh, so, absolutely. And- I. I mean, what, what, what are these people thinking? You can't know that if you're on the side that was fighting against Russia in World War II, that you were fighting for the Nazis. You cannot mm-hmm. know this. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, um, well, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, you know, I mean, I always I, I, I keep saying I don't know why I'm surprised by any of this stuff. But, you know, it. I guess I was just so conditioned to hear this like message coming from the mainstream media, you know, first of all, they denied 
that there were any Nazis in Ukraine at all. Okay, and then we kept putting out pictures. We kept seeing evidence and videos. The Azov Battalion. Okay, well, there's some Nazis in the Azov Battalion. Okay, great. So now you've admitted that, but you're still a Nazi if you support Donald Trump. So, and then they actually bring a real live Nazi out, like. Someone he fought for freedom against the Russians in World War Two. That's a Nazi. Okay, the Russians were fighting the Nazis. People who are less educated apparently don't remember that Russia and the United States were aligned during World War Two. And yeah, you know, once World War Two was over, you know, Stalin took it in a different direction, unfortunately, you know, but, um, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And I would imagine Russia lost more people in World War Two than anybody. John. So, I mean, of course, there's six million. Yes, of course, there's going to be animosity about that stuff. And of course, they're going to continue to teach their children about that loss and what happened. Uh, It's uh, it's it's a testament to how easily history can be forgotten, how easy it is to erase that stuff when you just stop talking about it, as they've done here in the United States and Canada. Well, and it's part of the education system. I remember I was in East Berlin just before the wall came down. Oh wow! And the only sign, the only signs of Stalin were in a cemetery. We're in a Russian cemetery, and other than that, I guess you know they were cleaning and erasing any of Stalin's images. You know they changed to Leningrad or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I was just wondering the atmosphere in Russia as opposed to his contacts in Ukraine on the histrionics, because, I mean, it goes back to the Holomador. It goes back to Bandera and it goes back to the Kazarians, if you will. How much of that knowledge is available? I know we've got the internet and they probably aren't being suppressed on the internet like China, but how much of the Russians and the Ukrainians know about this conflict and why it goes so far back. Oh, most, most Russians do. It's a big part of Russian history. Um, and it's a big part of Russian culture is, is celebrating your grandparents that (sighs) stood up against the Nazis in world war two, you know, because yeah, Russia lost 26 million people. That's a lot. But when you think about it, Russia only has 100 million people even now. Mm-hmm. So even if they had, even if the population was half back in World War II, that's half the people that, that were freaking killed. <clears throat> you know, another way to think about it is yeah, that uh, the – the strongest genetic lines were the ones that survived, which would be a testament to the strength of modern-day Russian peoples. Natural selection at its finest. Well, and, and obfuscate, I was going to say uh, capitulating to the Huns, to the Mongols, to everybody else, and, and staying alive long enough to wreak revenge. But, you know, with the Kazarians, that goes back to, you know, uh, I think it was uh, the King Peter of Russia, you know, wanting to, you know, get rid of the, the baby killing, sacrificing Kazarian. And I'm just curious how much of that is in the ethos of what's going on now. 
are the Russians looking at, we've got to get rid of the Kazarians, you know, because they're fake Jews and, you know, Israel's popping up. So I just look at it. It's the fake Christians, the fake Muslims and the fake Jews all looking to start wars with the bad Jews, the bad Muslims and the bad Christians. They just want chaos. So what brings out chaos, but war, it's like the uh, uh, order comes from chaos, which is the Freemason mantra. You know, they want the chaos to gain control. So I'm just curious, what are the uh, deep down on the news? Are they talking about, you know, those Ukrainian Kazarian criminals? You know, uh, how is the attitude and what's it on the Ukrainian side? You know, are they, you know, are they saying the Holomador is the reason we've got to defeat the, the Russians? And in the end, you see the Russians having control of like the Dnipro River down to Odessa. Um, I haven't. <laughs> um, I haven't heard much about any of that, so I guess it's not really thought about here. Well, what's the final game plan? Is what I'm saying. Have you heard? There's going to be a ceasefire. There's going to be land ceded to the Where, Russians Russia? and the big end pitch. Well, land ceded I, to Russia. Yeah, um, I, I, I think Russia is probably going to take all of uh, the Nipro East. Right. Um, but did you say why? No, he said right. No, I said right. But, yeah. oh, right, right, but right. do you think they want Odessa as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because those people are Russian too, majority. Well, so, John, let me ask, let me ask you this: just you know, building on what Casey was saying, has has the idea of what the end game is planned out to be has that changed since this conflict began? Because when we initially were talking about this, you know, when it first popped off, the idea was that Russia was simply offering the assistance to the eastern areas of Ukraine because they had asked for the military assistance to stop the bloodshed that was coming in from the West. Do those yeah. d- does does the, the eastern portion of Ukraine still want to remain an autonomous nation unto itself or does it now want no. to become part of the Russian Federation. They, well, they are part of the Russian Federation now, mm. and they want to be part of the Russian Federation. They they look and they see about. So, what's interesting is they had a referendum um, right after the Crimean referendum. Yep, <clears throat> and uh, because the people wanted to be part of Russia, also. But Putin said, you know, guys, look, this is a very bad time right now. We're already facing a lot of pressure from around the world. Don't do this yet. All right. So this is why they didn't become a part of Russia then. They were pushing. The people of the Donbass were pushing since the Crimean referendum to be a part of Russia, too. And they were quite jealous of Crimea. Because after 
Crimea became Russia. Russia dumped a whole bunch of money in. They fixed all the problems, all the infrastructure, um, the roads, the parks, everything. Crimea has transformed 100% since then into a very beautiful place. It was always beautiful, but it was run down, you know. Um, And the people of the Donbass, they want the same thing. So um, I don't know if autonomy was ever the plan. I think it was just kind of a stepping stone they had planned to uh, to put into place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is Russia is going to have to go all the way to Kiev because right. they cannot they cannot um, let a, a, a pro Western government like Zelensky's regi- regime stay in power, mm-hmm. or else the agreements will never be kept. Just like the Minsk Accords, mm-hmm. they will never be kept. They will be used by the West to stock up on weapons and everything to attack Russia. So, well, and yeah, I was going to say, and NATO gained Finland and Sweden. So they've already encouraged on, you know, Russia's territory and the Minsk agreements meant nothing. Right. Right. So, um, and I'm, I'm willing to bet that the Poles are going to take the North part of Ukraine and the Hungarians are going to take, uh, uh, the West part. Because there's a situation like the Donbass, but in the western part of Ukraine, where it's all ethnic Hungarians. Um, right. And they are also treated like complete dog crap by the Ukrainian government. So. Well, there's, there's got to be an ultimate regime change, whether it's, you know, <laughs> Zelensky disappears to Miami and his, you know, co- Coca. Coca Boca Resort, but uh, yeah, he's he's out of there and part of the peace negotiations, which probably won't come till Trump comes in the back in the office by by election or other means. Um, also, just since you are in Russia, how are the palladium mines? Since they're the largest source of palladium in the world, they're booming. Uh, are they going to be able to? <laughs> yeah, are they going to be able to fill the uh, space force contracts? Kind of piggybacking on last night's show because <laughs> the high temperature no metals are for the UFOs. And uh, yeah, how, how many UFO sightings are there in Russia? Is that a big uh, topic of the? No, it's not a big topic. Okay, <laughs> well they're under a different psyop right now, but uh, well, well, I, I, I got to thank you. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting how all these UFO sightings started happening? And all this US, UFO stuff, stuff is being pushed um, after the start of this war. Well, I just like the fact that the church has revived under Putin. And they're not going to take any of the shit from the West to say, you know what, you're not going to turn us into a rainbow flag flying country where we're going to be, you know, uh, we might as well have given up against the Nazis if that was the crap that was going to hang out, you know. And, and come yeah. into their country. So I've got to give him a big hand for their morals. And I still think he's uh, Putin's a white hat with uh, with Xi and Trump. I think there's a, you know, there's two sides of it. There, one, there, there are mortal enemies, or two, they're working together to create a, a, a better one world government where you know we don't have to deal with the uh, satanic uh, synagogue of Satan. 
people, if you will. But uh, I, once again, I want to thank you, John, for your service. And uh, I'll let somebody else get on to, to, to question other uh, interesting Russian stories. And hopefully uh, Bernie Sanders will end up as a real estate agent in, uh, in, in Russia one day. Because I know yeah. he loves it. Uh, all right. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate you. Yeah. God bless. God bless. Peace. Yep. You too. All right. So uh, we have somebody in the chat here, I guess, who's never seen the show. I just wanted to, uh, to mention this. Uh, Archibald debunker says, okay, here's my first time seeing initial assessment of Mr. Red pill. Great personality. Good knowledge. Will he get me to where I'm headed? Nope. (laughs) Thanks. Anyhow, Mr. Red pill. Well, Archibald, uh, I'm, you know, if you want to see my unfiltered assessment on any number of subjects, you can see the show that I do Monday through Thursday, which is just me talking about current events and uh, daily news and uh, and my interviews. Largely, we're talking about my guests' experiences. Uh, and then I also do a number of other shows on other networks uh, on Badlands Media. Mondays, Baseless Conspiracies at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Wednesdays, Altered State uh, with my good friend Brad Getz. And then Thursdays, 4 p.m., I'm a co-host on Taken Aback, which is me, quite frankly, and 412 and on. And then I also uh, am doing regular appearances on uh, Amp News every Wednesday with Jason Vermis on his program, Making Sense of the Madness. So I'm glad you gave it a shot, but there's a whole bunch of uh, other different types of content that we do on this channel and on on other channels as well. So thank you for stopping by. So, John, uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Mr. Prigozhin, Yevgeny Prigozhin, and the situation that took place with him. Uh, please, uh, what what have you heard? And uh, I know that you and I talked I- initially, you know, after the uh, the assassination or whatever it is that took place. But what's your thoughts? I have none because I have no idea what the hell was going on. Okay. Even even his girlfriend has no idea of of much of anything. So, and you know, I talked to her a lot. And she's even even now she's pretty well. First, she's tight-lipped about it, and uh, second, uh, she's just—I don't know. Well, the the whole situation was was odd from the get-go. Um, you know, obviously with the supposed. Um, I guess, you know, the lukewarm type of uh, overthrow of the Russian government that Prigozhin and Wagner Group uh, allegedly were engaging in. Uh, and then, you know, just to put it all aside and and, and nothing really seemed to happen. Um, you know, I, I, I have no idea myself and I, I seem to have uh, no person who can give me a straight answer on what was likely to have happened. You know, obviously, the mainstream media pushing the narrative that Vladimir Putin assassinated Prigozhin, uh, you know, was what's that? Was losing control. Yes. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't I don't see it. You know, I mean, if. If he had wanted to, in the wake of the failed rebellion, uh, there would have been any number of ways that uh, he could have punished him or, I don't know, you know, I mean, uh, taken his company, could have, uh, you know, banished him. But, you know, that didn't happen. Right. Right. So who knows? Who knows what happened? But, you know, I love that. I love that. um, Was it Biden? 
somebody made a point that uh, um, I'm trying to remember what they said. What kind of leader is Vladimir Putin? He's the one that kills his critics like Prigozhin. Dude. Okay. If if that is the case, if Putin did have him killed, if if all this is true, if we take it at face value, um, well, can you blame the guy? Because we would have done the exact same thing, and the U.S. government has killed several uh, critics. Uh, they, uh, they, they, the U.S. government is uh, certainly no stranger to assassination and overthrowing uh, governments that they think are not sympathetic enough to their own, uh, uh, you know, crooked ends, whatever it is that they're hoping to achieve. And, and yeah, obviously here in the United States, there have been any number of uh, political enemies that have been taken out. I mean, it, yeah, it's obviously very hypocritical. And uh, this is just another example of the ruling party at the time. Attempting to use a uh, uh, significant events taking place around the world for their uh, their, their own pushing of, of their ideology and, and whatever the end goal yeah. is. Um, so I, I'm sure that uh, the uh, the Russian people probably get a fair amount of uh, comedic value from the uh, the 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 trials and tribulations of the Biden regime. Uh, is, is, yeah. is he a big yeah, yeah, meme yeah. over oh, there? My God. Yeah, they do. But, you know, I mean, we're really, we're a laughingstock. The U.S. is a laughingstock. People say, how? How could somebody like Biden, who can't think, can't even walk straight, how could he get elected as president? Mm -hmm. Are the people in the United States really that stupid? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do the same damn thing myself. I don't think they're stupid enough to actually elect Joe Biden, though. You know, I mean, uh, what about the concept of election fraud and uh, and and just how mismanaged our various uh, institutions and, and systems are? I mean, is that covered in Russia? We don't really see Russian news here anymore. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't watch Russian news myself. Mm. Wait, hold on. I gotta set the phone down for one sec. I got two cats screaming at me for food. <laughs> hold on. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, let me hang on. While you're doing that, I'm gonna check over yeah. here. Uh, okay, no more. No, I was looking to see if there are any other questions over on uh, the foxhole, but we don't have anything. And um, <laughs> okay, and do do do. Yep, nothing over there. All right. Um, let's see. There was a couple of comments people had made. Oh, somebody on Telegram had said, I ordered a hoodie from John that says, I invaded Ukraine on the front, and it has a huge Z on the back. Oh, were you selling those? I did, yeah. And he pulled <laughs> my account down. He actually got it? He actually got it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, they, they pulled... Those bastards, they never sent me any money. Mm. They they kept your money. Was this from like um, like Teespring or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that there are probably any number of places that you could actually uh, have them produced and, and sent out legitimately. I, I still get stuff from Russia. I was actually pretty surprised that I was able to. But um, 
I've 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 been able to get things through the post. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've actually been saving the envelopes because uh, the the stamps are pretty cool. I'm kind of a a geek, <laughs> so I've got stamps. Uh, yeah, we got a ton of different stamps. I, I love it every time I go to oops, the post office. Well, if I knew that, I would have started buying me some. Well, uh, anytime that you have uh, letters that you or interesting ones that you find, I'd love to love to see them. A- anything with people's faces on them too. I'm, I I like those. And um, but you know, it's the whole mystique of getting a letter from Russia and uh, and and like just seeing the the way that their postal system works and the information that they have to put on there. I think you know, anytime you get something sent from another country, there's got to be like a declaration of what's inside. And I, I like seeing. Uh, you know, if it's coming from Russia proper or if it's coming from some other, like, you know, former Soviet bloc nation. Pretty cool stuff. <clears throat> um, Dude, it, the, the Russian post office here is awesome. Yeah. It used to be absolutely terrible. And it started changing right about the time that I arrived. And and now it's like you can send stuff across Russia in like just two days. You don't have to pay extra. Wow. And in two rushes, I mean, it's uh, 11,000 kilometers across, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, like, if somebody sends you something and it arrives at the post office and you don't feel like walking to the post office, mm-hmm. um, they can, they'll stick it in, like, a little Yandex robot and have it delivered to your door. No way! <laughs> yeah, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. that's pretty sweet. You know, they're they're they've been trying out some pilot programs with a variety of like different delivery robots here in the United States, but they're in uh-huh. Democrat run hellholes. And so nine times out of ten, they don't make it to their intended destination and people just like rip the robot open or, you know, bash it with the baseball bat and then steal whatever's inside. Yeah. Um I made a little video about this. Uh well, the people don't mess with the robots here. They just go about their business. Nobody tries to steal from them. Um, we don't. We don't have. Well, we don't have a certain group of people here that uh, have become entitled and are encouraged to do what they do best. Well, let's just put it that way. You haven't had. Um, you haven't had the the the. Um, you haven't had the, the same type of cordoning off of different groups in society people in russia are russians and i gather that you know their their uh, uh their lineage you know their ethnicity is important to them but at the end of the day everybody goes to sleep and they're living in the russian federation they are russian citizens they understand what has uh been been given and what's been lost to create that strong bond that they have. And here in the United States, the various political powers that be have, uh, you know, made this very intentional decision to break everybody up into these specific groups, whether it's based on skin color or your sexuality, you know, or, you know, like where you're from. And so, you know, as a result of that, to weaken the population, they have created these groups of people who are entitled and they've been pushed into slums. They've been driven to criminality. And, um, you know, it's it's really unfortunate. I, I would imagine that, you know, that that bond that I speak of and the safety that you have in Russia. I mean, those are closely aligned. It is. It is. You're right about that. Um, but there are immigrants here, too. You, you got, we have people from Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan. 
And actually, surprisingly, uh, I mean, I say a lot of Africans, but I mean, not not like in the U.S., but we have we have a fair amount of Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the, the one thing that you will not see here is you will never see a black person commit a crime here. Mm-hmm. And here's why. When they come here from Africa, they know. Um, you, so when they come here from Africa, it's because they're going to universities, they're getting good jobs, they're doing something, and they know that this is their only chance to to stay basically out of hell, right? Out of you know, I had one guy say, "Dude, if I don't make it through school, I got to go back home and work in the diamond mines." Oh yeah, that, that's horrible, horrible, and and, and as a result. You see, and, and these people, they, they do not understand the black American mentality. Mm-hmm. They're like, what the hell are these people thinking? I would do anything to move to America and give them those same chances. Yeah. Well, and, um, the, the thing is, the thing is here in America, you know, people have uh, they they know that it's OK to come here and break the laws uh, or to, you know, live a life of, of grift or crime. And uh, basically, you know, not much is going to happen to you. I mean, so many different, uh, I don't know, I guess uh, positions of, of employment are based upon the, the various grifts that are available. And, you know, if you can come to America and siphon off a bunch of money and uh, be successful at it, you know, then people are going to do it. I, I would imagine you probably don't have the, the same type of problem with uh, uh, it. Islamic uh, immigrants and and people that are coming into Russia, you know, because, I mean, you can you you leave the Middle East, you come here and you're automatically special status person and and you're all set up. Well, so it's weird because there's a huge there's a huge Muslim population in Russia. Right. Well, I mean, I know Chechnya has a huge Muslim population and a lot of them. Chechnya is just all Muslim. Mm -hmm. um, But. Even even in like so there's there's a Jewish territory here I can't remember the name of it but I've been there and um, mo- most of the people there are Muslim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you have there's there's a street here where you have a um, a synagogue and a mosque right next to each other. Um, Russia is really a live and let live place, mm-hmm. and I love it. <clears throat> yeah, I I, I think that. There's a lot that uh, we could potentially learn from the way that they've set up their society. I love, obviously, our, our, our republic and, you know, the foundations of what America is based upon. But unfortunately, so much of it has been perverted. It's been twisted. And again, we've got generations of uh, our government pitting its own citizens against each other and uh, and and yeah. teaching us to live in a way that is really really unhealthy and it's it's not going to do us any favors as we continue to move through the 21st century. All right, we've got a um another caller on the line. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Aaron, welcome back to the program, buddy. How you doing? Well, if I was doing any better, I'd be you. Excellent. Excellent. So, how you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. Um, Deplorable good, good, Laura, good. real real quick. Deplorable Laura says, doesn't Russia have half as many laws as America? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not actually familiar, like, if we're looking statute to statute, but um, 
I, I would imagine that there's not as much bureaucracy necessarily. Half as many laws. Well, no, the bureaucracy here is terrible. Mm-hmm. That there, there's nothing in America that can top the Russian bureaucracy. But concerning laws, so you've got about thirty thousand pages of laws that you got to follow in the United States. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred fifty, about a hundred fifty pages of laws here. Okay. There's not much that's illegal in Russia. Um, it's basically use your common sense. Yeah. If it feels wrong, it's probably illegal. Okay. Um, but in the United States, it seems like everything's illegal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Aaron. So um, I, here. I- no, you go uh, one sec. I just I missed a couple of super chats from Fredo. He said Russia won World War Two and defeated Hitler and we helped. Don't believe the lies. Yes, absolutely. We certainly didn't lose 26 million people. Uh, Freight Awakening uh, said a comparable condo in my complex is selling for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I owe one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If I move to Russia, I'll buy 10 of your fifteen thousand dollar homes prerequisite. Have to drink and hate libtards, and you can't treat me like Gatsby. <laughs> oh, Fredo, man! If you if, if you can cash out before the housing market bubble bursts, that would be sweet, dude. All right, so Aaron, Aaron, what, what what's on your mind tonight, buddy? Well, I, I was just wondering. Now, I heard someone told me that uh, Chernobyl was in Ukraine. Is this true? And are you close to that there? Well, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I mean, Chernobyl, Chernobyl is, is on the, yeah. It's on the border of Ukraine and Belarus. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. And it's about a hundred miles north of Kiev. So. Um, All right. Am I close to that? No, I'm about a uh, thousand miles away. Okay. And I heard the lifespan for the uh, soldiers in Ukraine is four hours on the front line, and that is just horrific. They, they really should yeah. stop this. This is this is just terrible. It, it is. It's terrible. Well, you know the the and thing. I know. I think I think now that they're transferring the the, the global conflict over to the uh, to the Middle East and all of that money along with it, <clears throat> I don't see how much longer Ukraine can sustain this. You know, and I think that obviously uh, Zelensky suspending elections in Ukraine. Uh, I mean that that points to it right there. I mean, there's no if he thought that he could maintain control, there'd be no reason for the election system to be suspended and for him to just continue on in perpetuity. You know, this way he he maintains all of the control. And if the United States doesn't want Ukraine to fall into the hands of Russia at the end of the day, then they're going to have to keep pumping money in there. But that is simply just not going to be possible here very soon, I think. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Zelensky is not even tall. Zelensky is not even tall enough to receive our aid, is he? I mean, he's going to get on a teacup ride. Well, he's got some of those uh, those Ron DeSantis boots. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, and I say, Red, Red Pill, I'm really enjoying uh, your shows that you're doing over there on Badlands Media. Oh, thank you. And, uh, so, cheerio. Good, good work. That's awesome. Appreciate it, buddy. 
All right. Well, I, I wasn't going to call in today, but the, the chat was, was egging me on. They were, they were begging me, so I had to call in. Otherwise, I, I don't know what would have happened. Well, so. Aaron, let me just say it's not a weekend show if you don't call in, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> All right. And, oh, you're talking about populations. I just found out that uh, the capital of Ireland has the it, – it always has, lately has had the highest population because, of course, it's always Dublin. oh good stuff good stuff all right brother well thank you so much stay warm and we'll talk to you soon all right man take care brother peace out peace all right um let me see the there was a couple of comments over here on getter oh from the from earlier in the show you need an id to buy weed in maryland (laughs) so the people Buying weed definitely should be able to show their ID when they go to vote. Uh, and, of course, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, we've got about 13 minutes left. John, is there anything else that's happening in the world or in Russia that uh, that you think is you know important that the audience should know about? Mm, not that I can think about. Um you know, other than, you know, life here is very normal. Uh, it has not really changed at all. People still go out. They have a great time at night. The prices have remained pretty much the same or have gotten lower. Um, there are some cases of, of, of inflation, but uh, I'm, I, I haven't... I haven't noticed anything. My, um, you know what I pay for utilities here, since people are interested in this. Um, and keep in mind that I have the best plans, so I pay about uh, eight and a half dollars a month for my phone plan. I pay ten bucks for my one. Well, actually, it's two point five gigabit internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I pay for my like like eight or ten bucks for my cable TV, hundred forty channels, um, which I never watch, uh, and my electric is about forty dollars a month, and my water is probably fifteen or twenty. So for every for all my utilities, I'm paying under a hundred bucks a month. That's pretty good, man. You know, I, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I had the solar, I'd be paying two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars a month for electricity alone, and, and water is at least a hundred bucks a month. Um, you know, my uh, two gigabit internet it's like a hundred and fifty dollars a month. Um, Wait, how much is your water? My water is like a hundred bucks a month. Yeah, at wow. least, at least. You know, it's not like we're taking long showers either, and I'm not watering the lawn, nothing like that. It's just very expensive down here, and the property taxes are crazy shit, too. <laughs> um, so, you know, I did actually wanted to, uh, wanted to talk to you about um, the, the BRICS situation as well, because since, you know, I mean, obviously it's been talked about for a long time. 
But uh, since the uh, the BRICS nations have come together and really formulated the plan, started implementing it, you've got uh, many smaller nations around the world who are now becoming part of it. Uh, one such nation that has long been a very closely associated with uh, the United States and our uh, financial system is uh, is the island nation of Haiti. Haiti has apparently joined up with BRICS, and I uh, I know this because I have some friends who do mission work down there, and it used to be that they could they would send money uh, to these groups that were based in Haiti, and then that money would be used for humanitarian purposes and you know uh, just whatever the people there needed. Uh, and now you can't do that. Oh, like the Clinton Foundation. Nice. Well, no, 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 not the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton Foundation, the money would just go directly into their Cayman accounts. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Th- these are these are small Christian missionaries who operate a really bare bones type of, uh, of of situation down there. And uh, and every year this is through my neighbor. But every year, uh, you know, he he was going down there and he would, you know, stay for like a month and they would, you know, build stuff. They, they would, uh, you know, do uh, infrastructure work. You know, they would set up, I don't know, wells and all kinds of stuff that you can think of. Uh, and then, you know, it'd come back. But the last couple of years, it's been a little destabilized down there, probably because the CIA murdered the president in the middle of the street. And uh, and I'm sure that has something to do with why the current Haitian government decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and give a shot to uh, to bricks and we'll just bow out of Swift. So now the only way you can send money to Haiti is through Western Union. And then once it gets there, then they convert it into the Haitian dollars. But they're no longer part of SWIFT. You can't just transfer money account to account. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, you know, this is another policy decision failure. Uh, this this alliance of SWIFT, um, this alliance of BRICS has become so strong not because the, they just said, well, it's time, but it's because that all these countries got sick of seeing the dollar weaponized in the form of sanctions mm-hmm. and said, you know, what we'll be next if we don't do exactly what the U.S. wants us to do. If we don't make the policy decisions that the U.S. wants us to make, if we don't toe the line – then they will steal our dollars just like the $650 billion they stole from Russia. Mm -hmm. And um, people are tired of it. And this is why you see countries all around the world dumping dollars at record paces. This is why you're having such bad inflation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because not only are they printing money, but they have all these places that are dumping their dollars. I mean, even Japan. Look at look at the sell off that Japan has done in the last few months. Crazy, and you're not hearing about it. But um, the dollar is a doomed currency now mm-hmm. because of these policy decisions of the Biden administration. Yeah. If Donald Trump gets back in, he's not going to be able to fix this problem. You don't think so? Uh, no. You know, I, no, I'm, 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 I don't. I'm personally of the opinion that the current Federal Reserve fiat currency system that we have, it, it has to go away. And, you know, if Donald Trump is back in power and the United States is uh, afforded that opportunity to create 
a new currency system that is backed by true value, by precious metals or perhaps commodities or, you know, any number of different things, uh, then I think that that would be a, a grand solution at the end of the day. But I think you're, I think you're right. It's They're, impossible. Do you think it's impossible? Because I, I, I don't think there's any saving yeah, the current yeah. system. But why, why do you think it's impossible? If we took all the dollars in circulation mm-hmm. and backed it by gold and we were to keep those dollars at the same value, there's not enough gold in the entire solar system to be able to keep uh, keep the dollar at the value. If we said, okay, um, the if if we if we translated the current amount of dollars out there to gold then it would be so expensive that the average consumer house would be like 15 million dollars wild it's it it would be impossible well it would be impossible with the amount of dollars out there uh to be able to base that on some commodity now this is why printing money is so dangerous and bad so I, I i think that certainly there would have to be some sort of a revaluation right i mean like with the number of dollars that have just been printed without any sort of checks and balances yeah i think you're right but it doesn't have to just be gold you know i mean like we, we could also we could peg it to a variety uh, like a portfolio of precious metals or something like that you know i mean like if it was also silver if even if it was copper you know i mean like uh, there's uh, there, i think that there could be enough out there to make it work but at the end of the day obviously none of us knows exactly what's going to happen and i think that the crash is inevitable like we're we're moving towards it like the us financial system cannot survive in its current incarnation and i i can only hope that the person who is at the helm when that ultimately happens is uh, wise enough to do what needs to be done so that the united states can survive and we can continue to move forward because you know, if the dollar becomes worth nothing and we end up in a Venezuela type situation where people are taking wheelbarrows of uh, hundred dollar bills to uh, to Publix to go buy a gallon of milk, it's going to be a bad scene. Yeah, but it's going to it's eventually going to happen. I, I have a feeling. Yeah, certainly. All right. Uh, Freight Awakening says, are the Aloha snackers are the Aloha snack bars showing up in Russia? How are they treated if, yes, I can't imagine that Putin would put up with that crap, wanted to say shit, but minding the language warnings. Uh, I don't know who the Aloha snack bars are. I'm, uh, I'm afraid of, can you, can you, uh, pontificate for me? Give me a little bit of uh, background. Um, you know, th- there's also uh, cryptocurrency, right? You know, I mean, th- this is the danger with that, though, is I just read this. You know, China has obviously been mining Bitcoin at, you know, a, a, a real clip. Record number. Yeah. So I, I heard somewhere that the Chinese Communist Party may be holding something like six billion dollars in Bitcoin alone. And um, that that would be. If they, you guys, there's a fruit fly in here, and it's been killing me all 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 night. Um, if they were a, if we pegged our currency to a cryptocurrency like that, and then China was just like, you know, flood the market, sell everything all at once, cash out, then uh, we would we would really be in a bad spot. 
Yeah. Um, you mean sell other cryptocurrency? Yeah. No. My 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 suggestion here is that if the United States was to peg the dollar to cryptocurrency, perhaps along with precious metals, just because we're looking for anything of value, right? We're, we're looking for anything that could be used to revalue the currency. If that happened and someone like an institutional investor or a nation with designs on ensuring that the United States continued to have difficulties, if $6 billion in Bitcoin was sold all at once, flooded back into the market, and our dollar was pegged to that exclusively or even in some proportion, uh, it would immediately drop the value. I mean, think about the the couple of times, you know, back when Bitcoin was 60000 dollars and uh, people started selling out, you know? I mean, they started uh, cashing in and uh, they started. Okay, so e- even, even if that were the case, okay, if how many trillions of dollars are floating around out there? Yeah. I mean, I have no idea exactly. I don't know that anybody yeah, really knows. Trillion. Yeah. Six billion is a, an absolute drop in the bucket. Okay. It's, it's absolutely insignificant. Okay. Point taken. Point taken. Um, a boneless chicken uh, says the Muslim migrants who are invading the West, are they coming to Russia? And I think we kind of talked about that a little bit, but I, it's my understanding that, no, they're not. They're moving to Western nations. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they don't tolerate them. They don't tolerate that uh, stuff here. And um, I'll, I'll tell you something interesting is we had a lot of people from Israel coming to Russia right after right after the uh, October 7th. Uh, So, yeah, well, I, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. You know, I mean, there's a there's a, 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 a longstanding connection between, um, you know, Russia and uh, and well, is Israeli Jews and, and Russia, you know, I mean, so uh, and also mm-hmm. because there's a certain level of safety and also remember, you know, r- before we were fighting the Taliban, Russia was fighting um, the uh, the Mujahideen, which is, you know, basically uh, Al Qaeda and the Taliban. So uh, they've got mm-hmm. a, they've got a memory for that. So I, I would imagine that they would probably do whatever they could to ensure that something like that wouldn't be able to happen on on their shores. Plus, they're watching what's happening over here. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it was funny when I was at FMS and I saw all the Jewish people there. I was talking to one of the girls, and she was bad mouthing Putin. I was like. And I'm like, well, where's this coming from? And she's like, I can't believe that Russia isn't standing with Israel. I was like, wait, you mean Israel, the one that has been supplying Ukraine with weapons to kill Russian boys? It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, what the hell? You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, certainly, certainly one of those things that uh, you would uh, make a lot of sense. Uh, let's see. And then uh, for- I actually interviewed Oh, I actually met with – I went to his uh, embassy, um, the Russian emba- – uh, the, the Palestinian ambassador to Russia. Okay. And uh, super nice guy. Um, and I, I talked to him for probably 30 minutes about uh, everything that was going on. I, I should publish that interview somewhere. I'd, I'd like to see that. That would be interesting. Yeah. All right, I'll get it out in a couple of days. Okay, right on. Uh, Fredo, he he replied with a little bit of uh, uh, decoding. 
Allah Akbar or whatever. Alo- <laughs> Aloha snack bars. Okay, I, I get it. Allah Akbar is the jihad stuff. Aloha snack bar is a way of making fun. So yeah, no, Russia doesn't tolerate that stuff. They're, uh, they're not interested in dealing with it. Um, now, you know, th- this is actually something that <clears throat> has been used periodically as an attempt to destabilize the Russian Federation. You know, I mean, like there have been isolated incidents of like separatists, you know, Islamic separatists sure. in some of these, you know, these these yeah, other states. I, I think like 15 years ago, somebody blew up uh, one of the metros, metro cars. There was also that um, wasn't there. There was a a theater or something like that that was taken over to, by by like Chechen separatists um, and the Russian Federation yeah, they pumped like fentanyl yeah okay yes and they pumped like fentanyl gas into it or something like that to uh, to to put them out yeah killed, killed a whole bunch of civilians too yeah no I I remember it was uh, it, it was it crazy was a terrible incident. It, it was totally crazy I remember at the time you know I was following it very closely. And uh, when they announced that they um, that they had pumped in a an unspecified narcotic gas, like I like fentanyl was unheard of back then at that time. You know, I mean, it was isolated use within the medical community for like the most extreme use cases. And uh, and and so like I I was always fascinated by it, you know, wondering like, you know, what do they have behind the scenes? You know, not only the Russian Federation, but also the United States government, all, all of these other nations that the, the the technology that they possess has got to be just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, yeah. uh, we are at the end of the show, and uh, Joel, you suck, and you can fuck off, my friend. Thank you for your like, though. Appreciate you being here. And um, <laughs> anybody else, uh, if you have any questions for John, I want you to make sure that you can uh, reach out to him on Twitter through his website, uh, through his Telegram. You want to tell everybody where that is? Yeah, um, my um, my Twitter is real bad wolf, and my Telegram is uh, be bad wolf b a d b o l f. All right. Do you want to give anybody any contact information, like outside of that, email no, or anything? Bad wolf is my contact information. Okay. All right. All right. So there you go. All right. Um, let me see. Anything final over here? Nothing else over on the foxhole. Uh, let me go ahead and pass out these gold pills. And I hope that everyone enjoys a day of respite tomorrow. I want to thank John once more for coming here so early. And I uh, hope you feel better, buddy. And uh, for Thanks, every- man. No problem, man. No problem. And for everybody at home. Wait, is tomorrow a holiday there? No, it's Sunday. And so I'll be taking the day off. Wow. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All All right. right. Night, guys. Thank you very much. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you guys next time. Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern, right here.
just said, great show and thanks. Thank you for being here. Appreciate your brother, as always. comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.